It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here. This is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. Not too long ago, I revisited a book that was the first I believe I ever read on my personal development journey. And it's a book called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz, Dr. David J. Schwartz, actually. It was written in 1959, and the success principles still hold true today. One of the chapters was about having the right attitude toward people. He talked about giving great value to others and having the mindset of giving more than people expect. Think about this for a second. If we simply do what is expected of us, it's not very memorable. But if you make the decision to go above and beyond to help people, serve them, give them greater value than they pay for, it builds loyalty and they remember you. People always remember those that take the extra step. And I can think of several examples of people like this in my own life. And I believe in many ways it has led to me getting some of the great guests I've had on my show. When people see value in what you're doing, they will go out of their way to help you. So here's a recommendation. When you see a chance to help someone, just do it. Pay it forward. It helps them. And you will probably feel a lot better because you contributed to something greater than yourself. Do it today. You'll be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. He's been on my show before, but it's been quite a while. His name is Peter Vogt. Let me tell you about him. He's been recognized by entrepreneur.com as the world's leading authority for millennials and entrepreneurs, international best-selling author three times over. He's also founded the prestigious Game Changers Academy, and that's a premier networking community for entrepreneurs worldwide, as well as the wildly popular com- podcast, The Young Entrepreneur Lifestyle 2.0. It's fantastic. I've listened to it before. It's wonderful. He started his first business when he was 15, and he's so passionate and determined, and that has delivered him through success and failure alike from broke to multimillionaire before age 27. And now he's revolutionizing the way that entrepreneurs do business. He's helped millions of his followers succeed for themselves. And he's also the author of the brand new book called Seven Rules to seven figures, which is fantastic. It is releasing today, October 19th, and we have a lot to talk about. So here we are with my very special guest, Peter Vu. Peter, how are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm amazing. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you too. So for those that did not hear our first time together, I would love to ask, did you envision early on that you would be where you are today? So good question. It's easy to say yes to sound like I always had confidence, but I shouldn't be successful. I, I should be working a nine to five. I wasn't supposed to succeed. And I grew up in a town of like 6,000 people in Oregon on the coast. Mm. So the answer is no. Um, and it's still surreal when I hear my intro like that. It's still yeah. surreal to me that I'm kind of living life, my dreams, traveling the world and doing what I love. So I didn't expect it, but but I was, but I put in the work for it. And that's why I'm here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your path. You can go far as far back as you like. You know, what was your childhood like? What was your first business like? Yeah, so I had a lot of energy um, growing up and I wanted to become an entrepreneur and do something bigger. But in a small town that I was from, it was 
it was very hard to find any examples and find any uh, inspiration. I had big dreams, but everyone told me to be realistic. I had to go to college. I had to get a normal job. Um, and when you hear something enough, you kind of start to believe it. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I started an eBay business at 15 <clears throat> and I started selling things on eBay and buying and selling in bulk. And I started hiring my friends and, and it was great. I started making more money than I'd ever seen before. But the issue was everybody around me, including my, my family and friends said, you can't, that's not a normal job. You have to actually work your way up. You have to get a nine to five. And it just started becoming true. I thought, well, if everyone's saying now, I realize when I'm older, if the majority says something, it's usually wrong. <laughs> it's usually mm-hmm. But I didn't know that at the time. So I got into eBay. Then I quit that and got a normal job. Hated it. I found sales. I quit that job after three months, went to college thinking I was going to figure out my mission. Um, I got into sales. I built my way up the sales company that I was at and became a district manager and, and got more fulfillment. Once I started selling a lot, I got more fulfillment inspiring and teaching people and quit my college, my senior year, quit business school and uh, moved up to Seattle to start a business, failed miserably, went broke, exhausted all my resources and almost quit and and moved back home. But I already realized I let my family down, my friends down, people are disappointed in me. I, I have nothing to show for me dropping out of school and wanting to be an entrepreneur and something just clicked. And I mm-hmm. went on a journey of self-discovery. And from that moment on, I, I got a mentor. I, I read. I became obsessed with, with what's working and obsessed with business. And from that moment, I was able to grow a business up to $10 million. I went from broke to six figures in, in five months and, and then continued to build that company. And then years later, I, I, I realized when I was helping other people make six figures with my exact process in sales, I wrote the book Six Months of Six Figures in 2013 and 14, and that blew up more than I ever expected and, and hoped for. And I'm humbled to say it's sold over 800,000 copies now. And, yeah. and I started the Game Changers Academy to solve a big problem of people that didn't have the right networks or didn't have the resources or the guidance they needed to become entrepreneurs because I didn't growing up. Mm-hmm. And everything I've been doing now is just to give back, to inspire, and to really help people live a business and a life on their terms. And now I have two kids, a family. So now my focus really is being a world-class dad, a world-class husband first and a businessman mm-hmm. second. I love that. And your book, Six Months to Six Figures is fantastic. If you all have not picked that one up, get that one and then order Seven Rules to Seven Figures, which drops today. It's fantastic. I've already read it. It's amazing. I love everything you do, Peter. Um, and I'm so glad you're here. So Thank let you. me yeah, you're so welcome. So let, let me ask you this. I mean, the road to entrepreneurship is definitely not easy. It's a roller coaster ride. When things get tough, what causes you to not give up? My reasons. So people need to realize reasons come first, results come second. Anyone who doesn't have strong reasons of why they do something or anyone that has the wrong reasons, they usually give up the quickest. So for me, I always had reasons of why I was doing what I was doing. And the reasons are the fuel and the juice to get you through the toughest times to pull you through the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what got me through is just thinking about the end result, thinking about the perspective of the more I go through, the more mm-hmm. I don't give up, the, the sharper and more mentally tough I become and I can deal with more to become more. So it's just it's a mental shift. Mm-hmm. It's making a decision to not give up if it's something that you believe in and that you have reasons to accomplish. 
and it's understanding the more you go through, you'll never know how strong you are until being strong is the only option you have. And I've been put in situations where anything that has helped me become a stronger entrepreneur, a stronger dad, a stronger uh, husband was when I went through tough times and didn't give up. And the reason I didn't give up is because I saw the success on the other side. So what lessons from entrepreneurship have translated to raising a family? Uh, Productivity, managing my time, developing people, um, compassion, putting people first. I think developing people is a huge one. Listening and having patience and awareness. If I had to narrow it down, it's the discipline of, of being present in the moment and prioritizing what's most important to you. I think that's huge because I had to tell myself I will be disciplined instead of working all the time because I now have kids. So it really forces you to manage your time and be as efficient as possible. And now I can 80, 20 everything and only work on things that have the highest value that move the needle for my business. It forces me to actually realize, man, a lot of what I was doing doesn't even matter. If you go look at most entrepreneurs, 40, 50, 60 hour weeks, Mm -hmm. they could get the same exact results by working 60% less if they just got more strategic. So it doesn't take more hours. No, It takes more strategy and more attention and more intelligence. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's really, it's, it's amazing when you, when you think about it in those terms, it's not about working more. It's about working a lot smarter and, and learning how to delegate and learning what you should not be doing yourself is a hard thing for some people to learn, isn't it? Yeah, but you, sometimes people wait till their back's against the wall and they're forced. Yes. And some people think things through and think ahead. I, I think the, the simplified version is whatever maintains your business should be delegated and or deleted or totally duplicated from you. Whatever produces big growth in your business, you should do. So if people would just stop doing things that just maintain their business and did things that produce growth, they would already free up so much more of their time. And then one thing I talk about in the book that's very important is – I share with people exactly how to figure out what the best vehicle for you is based on your values, based on your strengths, and based on your gifts. A lot of people are in the wrong vehicle, Brian, which means if you're in a vehicle that doesn't allow your values to flourish. So if you're in a vehicle that is not congruent to your values, you will always be stressed out. So that's why it's important to have the right vehicle that allows you to, to kind of live out your values. So for example, if someone values growth, and that's their number one value, but they're capped out at their company and there's no growth options, they're stressed out and frustrated. They don't know why. If your number one value is flexibility and family, but someone else tells you when you can see your family, you'll always be stressed out. So people need to find the right vehicles that are most relevant to their values and what they want. And when people do that, that's when it's easy to take time off. It's easy to be the happiest and be the most fulfilled. There's a stat in my book that I just, I, I literally fall asleep at night thinking about this. The average human being spends 91 to 100,000 hours of their life working, like their career, whatever they do for a living, 10, 15, 20 years, right, depending on when they take off. And 80% of people can't stand what they do. They're actively disengaged, and they have no passion. So so think about this. The majority of society, 80 out of 100 people spend most of their life disengaged and hating what they do. Yeah. That's And then they think they can't yeah. get out of it. And that's what the book is about is you can if you base your future off your potential and what's possible, not off mm-hmm. your past or insecurities, 
You can create a better future. It's just most people don't want it bad enough until their back's against the wall. So my challenge is figure out what drives you. Get your reasons written down. Then you'll find a way to make it happen because the ultimate resource is the right emotions and resourcefulness. That's fantastic. We're coming up against our very first break. My very special guest is Peter Vogt, and his book is called Seven Rules to Seven Figures, and we will spend some time talking about that when we return from the break. We're going to come back real shortly, and if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do that. Leave a review. It would mean a lot to me. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be right back after the break. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. What are you afraid of? I had a friend who was scared to use a toothpick. I guess I never realized that more people choke on toothpicks than anything else. What's a word for the fear of pointed objects? Eichmophobia. Anginophobia is the fear of choking. I don't think any of us are afraid of vending machines, but more than 10 fatalities occur each year from people shaking them. A more common fear is peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. I've never been able to figure out why, except I just found out peanuts are common ingredients used in making dynamite. What's the word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachabuterophobia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Peter Vogt, and his book is called Seven Rules to Seven Figures. And Peter, I would love to ask you, this is a new question. You are the first person I'm asking this question to, so this makes you pretty special. I want to ask you, what is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? It could be financial. It could be time energy wasted that you didn't realize until later. However you want to define that, what is your most expensive mistake? I think I have, ooh, that's a good, good question. I'm honored to have it be the first person that asked to. Um, <clears throat> I think there's two. One, taking too many opinions. Uh, when I took too many opinions when I first started out, not only was I super overwhelmed and I didn't know myself, but I did not produce results in my business because I had so much going on and I had so much noise on my head from other people's expectations 
that I wasted probably a year or two trying to do what everyone else wanted me to do because I didn't know myself. That was very expensive because it cost me a lot of relationships, cost me frustration, energy, uh, wasted time, money, insecurities. And the second thing is a mistake of figure, figure it out myself mentality. That figure it out myself mentality cost me a lot because I never wanted to ask people for help. And that also cost me a lot of years of frustration and headache and, and stress. So those two things, I mean, there's a lot of things that cost me a lot of stress, which is why I wrote the book to help people not go through those same challenges. Yeah. But just that figure it out myself mentality, I think just kills a lot of people's goals and dreams. And then taking so many opinions that it drowns out your inner voice and drowns mm -hmm. out who you are. That also mm -hmm. stressed me out a lot. Fantastic. So let's talk about your book, Seven Rules to Seven Figures. You've alluded to the answer to this question a little bit, but I'd love to ask you, why did you decide to write this book? So the reason I wrote the first book is because after I created six figures in six months, after I went from broke to six figures, after I started teaching those principles and helping other people make six figures, I had this, this anxiety where I could not sleep at night because I felt like I had a message to give. I saw so many people struggling and, and doing things, I don't want to say the wrong way, but just a couple little tweaks in their business and they could be crushing it at a whole different level. I saw that too many times. Mm -hmm. So you could talk to my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. I couldn't sleep. I was stressed out. I was like, I got to get this message out there. While I'm sleeping, no one can be impacted by me because my message is in me. Yeah. So I was so frustrated. And finally, I, I learned how to write a book and I wrote that book. Little did I know I was going to sell this many copies, but I told myself, Brian, back then, yeah. I'm not going to write another book until I have that same feeling. So a couple of months before my son's born, I start observing and researching and doing my due diligence and paying attention and thinking about my past and realizing that most people that I saw try to get the seven figures were working 80, 90, 100 hours a week and stressed out. I saw mm -hmm. some people that, built a seven, eight figure business, but they were working a hundred hours a week and they had no free time and they had a really, really, really bad lifestyle. Then I saw people do it the wrong way where they built a hundred million dollar business, but their kids didn't know who they were mm. and they had no free time for family. And at that time I had just turned down about 40 or $50,000 of speaking engagements the week and a half, two weeks, my son was born. I realized at that time I had leverage. I, I can't believe I just turned that down. I used to like beg for thousand dollar speeches back in right. the day. So I realized right then, I'm like, you know, I feel like I've hacked the system. I've built a world-class lifestyle with my values first that has allowed me to travel the world, make money on my terms, put my family first, spend time with my family when I want and do uh, seven and eight figures. Yeah. Not a lot of people are doing this. I no. have to get this message out there. So that's where it came from. It's just observation and understanding you can't get the seven figures doing more of what got you six. It's a different mentality. It's a different mm. set of rules. It's a different state of mind. And that's yeah. what this is about. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting, too, because I have interviewed millionaires on my show and I've asked them, what is so hard about making your first million? And the answer is always getting to your first hundred thousand because you're trying to figure it out and build the systems and figure out how you're actually going to do this. And then once you get to six figures, then you can learn how to scale and duplicate and multiply all of that in other people. Does that sound 100%. right? Hundred percent. If you yeah. get, if you've gotten the six figures, you can get the seven figures. And if you're not, you're just you don't have the right blueprint. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking like a seven figure entrepreneur. If you want to get the seven figures, Brian, tell people they have to start thinking and acting and making decisions like a seven figure entrepreneur.
Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. I love that. So let's talk about rule number one. Again, we're not going to go through all seven of these because we want you to buy the book. It is called Seven Rules to Seven Figures by Peter Vogue, V-O-O-G-D. Look it up on Amazon. It's it's fantastic. I absolutely promise you it has my highest endorsement. So rule number one is about self-awareness. And you say something at the beginning of this chapter that blew my mind, and it was this. What you don't know about yourself controls your life. In fact, I made a Facebook post yesterday and quoted you. <laughs> so oh, I love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so and I should have tagged you and I didn't, uh, but I will. Uh, what you don't know about yourself controls your life. Tell us more about that. I mean, most people are living based on other people's expectations and opinions, and they never truly get to know themselves. They never truly have any independent thoughts. It's all recycled thoughts from news, from friends, family, from where they grew up. And that's why they live lives of, of kind of frustration and, and unfulfillment. So I took a totally different route in 2018, 19, where instead of consuming a ton of content, instead of reading a thousand books, instead of listening to every podcast, I wanted to see if I could get results by just focusing on getting to know me at a higher level, who I was, what my strengths were, what my gifts were, what my weaknesses were, what drove me and all these things. So I took time off of consuming. So I only listened to one podcast. I only had one mentor. I read one book and it was focused on raising kids. So it wasn't even entrepreneur focused. And I focused on knowing myself and figuring out who I was at the deepest level. That year was a record breaking year. Highest results, most money I ever made, most happiness, most fulfillment, most influence, most success, most emails captured, biggest social media following uh, gain that I've ever had. So that made me realize knowing yourself is 10 times more important than personal growth. Mm -hmm. And that's where that came from. It's like most people don't know themselves. And then Mm -hmm. if they do, they don't take the time to figure out the best possible industries or vehicles to harness who they are. And they don't understand how to hire people that love to do what their weaknesses are. And that's why they struggle. And I have figured that out luckily through trial and error. So that's why I shared that. It's just people don't know oh, themselves. Yeah. So how can we develop that self-awareness? Is there a process? Well, the process took me probably two years. I spent oh, probably I probably spent 30, 40 grand. I hired mentors. I read every book I could on personal on a, on like knowing yourself the year before, before I took mm-hmm. this kind of sabbatical. And I I I ask myself some very deep questions and I paid attention to certain things and it's a process. It took like mm-hmm. a year, but I've simplified the process of exactly what I did. And then what I've helped other people do into that chapter. So all yeah. the actual questions, there's an email that you're supposed to email to your closest people, you know, to ask them certain things to tell you more about yourself as well. That's in there too. So mm-hmm. you, you, you figure it out by asking yourself the tough questions. Yeah. And you know what I mean? mm -hmm. That's the key. Yeah. And it doesn't always promise to be pretty. In fact, it might make you cry and you have to be willing. You have to be willing to face that and own the stuff that you don't want to see. And if other people are seeing it, you don't. You need to ask yourself, is it true? Is it possible that it's true that they're all right and I'm not? And that can be hard, but I'll tell you what, it, you level way up when you are willing to do the work, the inner work, and so many people don't do it. So I appreciate 
that self-awareness is rule number one. Rule number two is about developing a world-class circle of genius and relationships. And I love the way that you phrased that in the book. So here's my question. What have you noticed the most from the high-level people that you were connected to? I've noticed that they're very strategic in who they connect with and they have strategies and great follow-up systems for everything. And most people don't. So one thing that took my life, and let me share the importance of this. One thing that took my life to a whole different level is networking and relationships and understanding uh, the power of it. Mm -hmm. Because I had a, I had an incongruent circle of influence. A lot of people have level 10 success, but they have a level four circle of influence, Ah. right? They have level 10 uh, goals, but level three money habits. And they always are living incongruently. That's a big part of the book is living fully congruently with everything that makes sense and what's most important to you value-wise. So networking-wise, I think the number one thing I've seen is people ask for the wrong things. First, they don't understand the power of networking. Second, when they reach out and want to connect with people, what is the number one thing that successful people value the most in life? Can you guess? What do you feel like they value the most? Uh, they value something that gives them uh, instant gratification. Okay, what else? What, do, what are like the highest level people value? Oh, the highest level people, they value impact, legacy, uh, creating leaders instead of followers, uh, and what their money can do for them, not just having money, yep. but what money can do for them and for other people. You're right. But they also value their time too. Yes. Right? So they value their legacy. They value their time. And the number one thing people ask them for right away is what? Their time. Yes. So you're asking someone before you know them, the number one thing that they value is their time. So people just have the wrong approach. And here's the purpose of this chapter. I give them the exact blueprint that I've used personally to get a hold of Elon Musk, to get a hold of Tony Robbins, to get a hold of Tim Ferriss, to get a hold of David Goggins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Eric Thomas, Grant Cardone, um, all these people. I give Mm -hmm. them my script, right? They can take the script and use it. But I used to bang my head against the wall, Brian, trying to figure out my next move Mm -hmm. and try to figure out how to grow my business, how to get a marketing campaign together, how to reach more people, how to build my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it caused me so much frustration and failure. And then I realized the biggest, if if you want to ask me something that caused the biggest increase in my results, it's this statement. It's you don't have to know the answer. Your network does. Now, any business problem I have, I don't ever stress. It's just one phone call away to my network. They answer for me. That is absolutely brilliant. And I love that because for those of you that chapter is about. Yeah. And for those of you that like to keep doing stuff yourself, you got to learn how to stop doing that because you aren't going to know all the answers. Because if you think you have to know the answers, then your uh, business will only scale to what your abilities are. Why not capitalize on the abilities of your network that fly high with other people? 100%. 100%. Abs- Stand on the shoulders of giants. Yep. Absolutely. We're coming up against our next break. And this episode will be a little shorter than normal. Uh, that's totally fine. We have a lot to uncover yet. You can get the book. It's called Seven Rules to Seven Figures with Peter Vu, B-O-O-G-D. And it's available on Amazon. And this is going to be a number one bestseller. And it's going to sell a ton of copies. Get it now. I got an early copy. I cannot tell you how absolutely amazing this is. So go ahead and get that book. And we will be right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll be right back.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Peter Vood. Seven Rules to Seven Figures is his book. And if you have thought about writing a book, maybe you know it, maybe you haven't. If you've listened to some of the commercials, I help people do this. You can go to writeabookforyou.com to learn more about how I can help you do your book. So, Peter, I would love to ask you, we were talking about connecting to world-class people. The question I really want to ask is, who is the most difficult connection you have successfully made? And what turned that around? How did that connection finally happen? It's almost always persistence and mm. strategy. You just got to change your strategy and hit them from multiple platforms. So there's been easy ones. There's been tough ones. Um, cool. Let me think of a really tough one. Robert Kiyosaki was tough. Mm. And Tim Grover was tough. But oh, what's bet. cool is now they're both my friends. Mm. And I just hit them. I had my, I reached out. I had my assistant reach out. They emailed them multiple times. They emailed their assistant. Then I hit them on IG as well. So once they saw multiple uh, platforms and mm-hmm. once they saw that we're persistent and consistent and another key too that people don't realize is I always give a result first. Mm. So if you did a way to separate yourself and kind of become one of the top 1% of networkers in the digital economy, take an action first. Hey, uh, Robert, I shared your book to our blank people, to our 5,000. I know my influence isn't as big as yours, but I shared your book to uh, 5,000 of my email, my list, my subscribers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I also reviewed your book on Amazon and I bought another 10 copies to give to the most influential people I knew. Thank you so much. Instantly, you're ahead of most people who reach out because most people are takers. They yes. want, want, want. Hey, Robert, can I have your time? Can you get on my podcast? Can you do this? Can you do this for me? Can I waste your time? Can I? And it's like, can I buy you lunch? Yeah, It's like they're always asking. So if you do something first, you're already in the upper echelon of people. So I've always just led with giving, mm-hmm. and I don't ask them how can I add value. I just add it and then talk to them. 
Right. Because I'll tell you what, the, the person who is now my coach and one of my very best friends, the first time we talked, I asked him, how can I help you? And his very brutally honest answer was, I don't know you well enough to answer that yet. Yep. That was a hard thing to hear. It hurt my feelings, <laughs> but yep. he was right. <laughs> but it hurt your feelings, but it forced you to be a better networker. It did. It did. And I'm forever grateful for that. So I won't ask this because it's in the book, but you have a process for connecting to hard to reach people and you need to read rule number two in your book to get that process. Correct. Right. I almost, so how do I say this? I, I almost didn't put that in. It's such a, it's such like a, a hack and a secret that I've developed over like six years that yeah. I was like, I cannot believe I put that in the book to be completely yeah. honest, but people have it now. So I'm excited to give. And I, I've had a lot of people reach out through our Academy and say the script you gave me worked. I got a hold of, uh, like this person. I got a yeah. hold of blank. There was a girl that actually got a hold of the rock. Wow. He's a hard one to get a hold of. It's just, it's just a script. You have to follow it. It's, it's very mm -hmm. unique. It's very mm -hmm. different, but yeah, it, it gives the exact process, the exact follow-up system on how to use it. So I'm excited for people to get a hold of that because I think that'll change the game for them in their business. Absolutely. Rule number three is super important because the book is called Seven Rules to Seven Figures. There has to be something about making money and financial freedom and wealth. So rule three is world-class financial freedom and wealth habits. So why do you think some people achieve wealth and others don't? I think it's just the mentality. I think it's how they're raised. I think it's the emphasis they place. Maybe it's their their, their understanding or lack of understanding of how money works and, and realizing money is not emotional. It's not good or bad. It's just a mm -hmm. reflection of value. And I think there's a stigma in our society of, of, oh, rich people are greedy. Oh, money's bad. And I've never met someone. I've never met someone in my life who doesn't respect and value money who has any. Yeah. Never that's... once. So I just teach people like how to make money work for you. I teach them all the financial habits and the financial strategies that I've learned that have helped me not just create a great passive income business, but how to make your money work for you. I also talk about after about three, four years of research of interviewing over 300 plus millionaires, what are the four things the most successful people invest their money in? And I give them step-by-step -step exactly what they invest in. I talk about, um, I think for me, the question would be answered like this. The, the things that people think or know about money is what holds them back. So I think mm. the three things that really cause people to, to, to not understand is, one, assuming that age determines money or value. Like mm -hmm. we're seeing proof more than ever now, Brian, that age is kind of irrelevant. Whether right. you're 16, whether you're 27, whether you're 82, it doesn't matter. You can make money in multiple different ways in different industries if you understand how money works and understand how to become more valuable. So I think that's one. Two, people are prioritizing certifications and degrees mm -hmm. over skills and value. And that's a big, big problem. And then three is they're just not respecting or valuing money. And if you don't mm -hmm. respect or value money, you're never going to make any. Yeah. And me, I respect, appreciate, and love money so much for mm -hmm. what it could do for my family. Yeah. I love money so much. Now, money is an excellent servant, but a terrible mm -hmm. master. I yeah. never put money above my family, but I love money so much because I could do what I want with my family. My, my son went to six, 15 states before he was one years old. Wow. He was sitting in first class with me before he was one. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, well, I like money. I value money. Now, I don't put it above my other values. Flexibility, family, peace of mind, freedom, happiness. That's before money. Yeah. Okay. That's before money. But I still understand and respect it because – it helps me impact more people and it helps me travel with my family and do what I want.
That's wonderful. You did talk about the four things that world-class entrepreneurs spend their money on. And some of these might surprise people. Number one on the list is personal development. You have to become the kind of person that deserves to make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Every, every multimillionaire I've ever talked to, the first thing they always invest in is themselves back in their mindset, back in their perspective, back in their mentality, back in their intelligence to master their craft, to become the most educated about what they do. That, that's a no brainer. And think about it logically though. Like I tell people, think about this logically. What else would you invest in first besides yourself? A lot of people would invest in cars, clothes, sporting events, furniture, games, jewelry. They invest in all these material things before the most important thing in the world, their brain, their mind. And it just, it still blows my mind, but not millionaires. They understand that and they always invest in themselves first. So that's why is when you invest in yourself, you can make more educated and more intelligent decisions about what's next for you. Absolutely. Business growth is the second of those four things. And I think that's so important because when people make money in their business, they spend it on stupid stuff and they don't reinvest it back in their business again. Yep. That's the second thing. So when they make money, then they invest it all back in their business. Marketing, personnel, branding, advertising, a team, reward system, referral system, and things like that. So all, once you start making money and understand your business model, then you invest it back in your business. Yeah. That's, I think, key. We'll, we'll keep the fourth one uh, for them to study, but I do right. want to share the third one. Because yeah. You can go ahead and talk about it. But the third one is super important. Absolutely. Assets, money working for you. So the third thing is once if you invest in yourself and you invest in your business and you follow a blueprint that's proven, the odds of you making great money is 100 percent. It's just it's, it's, it's 100 percent if you do the work. So once you start making when I invested in myself and then I invested in my business, my business blew up. And then I'm like, what am I going to do with this money? I remember making I remember making almost 400K in a weekend. And I'm like, I, 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 I never even thought I was going to make six figures when I was from my small town. What am I going to do with this? I'm like, I, I got scared and almost nervous. I'm like, this is insane, right? But then mm -hmm. I realized it's time to make it work for me. So the third thing is they invest the money in things that make their money work for them, whether it's um, angel investing, whether it's real estate, apartment complexes, whether it's duplexes, rentals, commercial, um, whether it's artwork, whether it's cryptocurrency, people are investing in Bitcoin now. Whatever mm -hmm. it is that you research and do your due, you do your due diligence about, Invest in things that make your money work for you. I, I see money as little soldiers. You put your soldiers out there, and then they're supposed to bring back more soldiers. If you only make more money when you work more hours, it's a trap, and it's hard to create freedom that way. So that's why people yeah. need some leverage and some passive. Absolutely, and we will not talk about the fourth thing because you've got to read the book. Fourth Seven. thing is my favorite, so we'll let them. It is. It's my favorite too. And when I got to that one, I thought, "Oh, that one's good. Yep. <laughs> that yep. one's good." Seven rules to seven figures. It's on Amazon. I want to ask you for those who are in nine to five jobs, and we do have some listeners who are in nine to five jobs. They're interested in personal development. They're interested in leveling up and maybe having a business someday. For those who are still in a job, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they do want to escape. How do you do that? So I have a chapter, and because I got this question so much. Because I got this question for the last seven years for my first book, it's like, how do I actually like transition out and become an entrepreneur from an employer? How do I really maximize uh, my next venture? And the chapter is called The Ultimate 9 to 5 Escape Plan, the six proven steps that make transitioning to entrepreneurship a lot easier. So, I, I mean, the, the typical 9 to 5 really is on its deathbed because of AI, because of 42 uh, million people last month. Brian quit their jobs. 
Yeah. 42 million people quit their jobs. So it's very important to have a side hustle to understand, like you have to have a blueprint to what's next because you got to make money for your family. So you got to really think ahead and see where things are going in the economy. So I just talk about the importance of having a roadmap so we can dive into each thing. But I think that the, the reason people don't quit their jobs they hate is three things. They think it's their only option to work there because of their past. This is a common one. I used to tell my mom I didn't want to work the nine to five and much respect to my mom. But she said, you have to. Yeah, I'm not joking. She said, you have to. I go, what do you mean? And it just really bugged me. But it's like she loved me. She's one of my, my heroes, right? She, but it's like she didn't know different because of how yeah. she was raised. Second thing is they think it's expected of them because mm-hmm. of society. And the third is they're uncertain and fearful and they haven't created certainty in entrepreneurship. So here's why. And I know we have to go to a break soon. Yeah. They have certainty of their paycheck. It's coming every two weeks. But you have to remove that certainty and put that certainty on your ability to make things happen and to create results. So I walk through my experience and then I give them the exact six steps that they need to take to go from uncertain, fear, frustrated to massive confidence with a new um, entrepreneur venture or a new side hustle that you can make full-time income and a game plan that's bulletproof. That's the power of this chapter. Absolutely. I love that. And as we wind down, I know that that uh, our time is short. So I do want to ask you who inspires and motivates you. Oh, my mom is one because she's a she lives a world class life. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, because he speaks his mind and he practices what he preaches and my wife, my kids. And really, I don't put people on pedestals anymore. So anyone that's living a world class life that's value based that puts their priorities and values before everything else I'm inspired by. So it's not just a couple people. It's just people that live a world-class life, people that are wealthy, people that are amazing. They have so many options and opportunities, but they choose to build a family and have a world-class future. Those people like that, uh, we need more of them. And that's who I respect the most. That's fantastic. Peter, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Best wishes on your book launch. Uh, You are awesome and amazing. We have to do this again one day soon. I am. I'm committed, man. I'm excited. And like I said, I appreciate you and what you do, and I'm excited for the next chapter. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening to Success Profiles Radio. This has been an epic and amazing episode. Join us every week at 6 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. And I learned from world-class achievers to learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons that we learned along the way. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.